we speak to each other almost exclusively in dog voice. This is my marriage. Right. Uh-huh. And then Lucille is like a mix of Eeyore and Dory from Finding Nemo doing a whale. And she's not very good at doing all the sounds and the words. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. <laughs> I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. <laughs> and I'm Richie Redding. Uh, our guest today is a Long Island native, Cornell University graduate, writer, television enthusiast, reluctant adult, celebrity dog momager, and foster dog advocate, Samantha Sharif. Hi. You are the mother of Pennsylvania Pig. Her name's actually Penelope Pig, but when Pennsylvania flipped blue, I actually changed her name on Instagram. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, <laughs> that's why I, I, when I saw that, I was like, wait, is that new? I didn't remember that. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. people would recognize her more by her name, Pigpen the Pity, first of her name, Queen of yeah. the Dogs, and the First Men, Breaker of Crates. <laughs> Breaker That's her of formal crates. title, yeah. Yeah, and we and, also, we didn't mention in the beginning, I don't know if this was too dark for you, that she also is mother of phosphorus pets, phosphorus care. Sam, you want to explain a little bit about phosphorus to the people? I would love nothing more. So <laughs> phosphorus stands for foster hospice. Mm-hmm. So we take dogs who, and it's done through a program with the organization Foster Dogs. A lot of different rescues have their own foster program, but I specifically am working with Foster Dogs, the organization, and our friend Dory, mom to Chloe Cardogian. Dory, what up? Mm-hmm. Friend of the show. Uh-huh. She sponsors a lot of this program, so it's technically called Chloe's Foster Friends. And um, we take in dogs whose diagnosis is kind of terminal. You know, they've got like a year or two left, and we put them in a home and we, um, we see, you know, they just hive the seal. They just get to live their <laughs> lives and they get to be part of a family for however long they have left. And we don't ask the caretaker to take on the financial responsibility for that. So that's why they're technically foster dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, the organization covers all their medical. And so we just give them like a nice, happy end of life until they're Ready to go. That's happy. Yeah, that's very sweet. That's good. We like that. Yeah. Okay. So you are currently in upstate with a whole bunch of dogs. Mm-hmm. It's hard when stalking your Instagram to even know who the whole squad is. That's but, fair. <laughs> so give us a rundown of who you have right now, but then we're going to get into your childhood dogs. Sure. I have my two. So that's Penelope Pig, Pennsylvania Pig, Pig Pen the Pity, Breaker of Crates. She's got a lot of formal and informal names. Mm -hmm. She is our OG. She was our sixth foster almost six years ago. Wow. We foster failed on her after like five months. I love her more than anything in the world, but she's absolutely bonkers. And so after like five months of having her and her settling in, we were like, nobody else is going to love you or give you the life that you need (laughs) because you are straight up batshit. So, if we um, can't have you, no one will. <laughs> uh, it was just like, 
pretty clear <laughs> she yeah. had picked us so we kept her and we kept fostering a ton and she just does so much better her separation anxiety is really crazy and she does so much better with another dog so we really wanted to make sure we found the right dog for her and eventually we found that dog and that was um a creature who came to be known as loose seal bluth love then yeah if you're not a an arrested development person then shame on you Loose. Pause this, watch that, come yeah. back, finish the podcast. Yes, Loose Seal Blueth is phenomenal. Yes, Loose Seal. Loose Seal. Because she looks like a seal. Mm-hmm. She is gray and she's got like big seal face. So they are soulmates, the two of them. Lucy is the best dog in the whole world. She's just so, so stupid. <laughs> and a little cross-eyed. She's a little cross-eyed. She's got like janky hips. Like she has like some mild hip dysplasia. So when she walks, she like sways no. like a lizard. Uh-huh. We call her DJ Slizzard when she's walking around. So we have those two. And then we have our Faustus dog. His name is Scully. He's named for like the old detective who loves donuts and sleeping on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> Deep cut. So okay. Scully is a King Charles Cavalier mm-hmm. with mitral valvular with some chronic heart disease. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're just going to let him live his life, I guess. That's it. But he's happy. He seems happy. He loves his dinner. He he is um, a, a bit of a, I call him a Lucifer doodle. <laughs> he's he's not well <laughs> either. He's None of the dogs well. who live here are like mentally stable. Could I perseverate, if you will, for okay. a moment? I'm sure that you get a lot of DMs being super popular right? On Instagram. I mean, I I mean, I don't want it to go to your head, but I feel like we need to. (laughs) So this is, here's the weirdest DM. I I just had to throw this in as Uh a total aside. I think Lisa remembers what I'm talking about here. I got this email. It was an email and a DM. I have no idea how how this person found my email. Uh, Subject, cancer fan. So far, what are your thoughts? This could really go so many ways. Mm-hmm. We could have a fan of the metabolic disease, um, <laughs> which would be weird. Yeah. We could have a fan of the astrological sign, right? Which would be better. Uh-huh. Um, it could be like a like a swim fan situation, like a weird like we're gonna. I don't even know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. I would love to know, though. I'll proceed. I got cancer, and you are my favorite comedian, sir. Is there any way you can send me some merch, like a couple of T-shirts, XL, and some of your stand-up comedy specials on DVDs or CDs? I would appreciate it very much before I pass away. Thank you for your time, sir, and God bless you. That was one sentence. Nope, not even a period at the end. It's still open. Yeah, and I said, I mean, if he was really a fan, he would know that you don't have merch or CDs. Or, or and I mean, any real fan of mine, definitely knows that the bane of my existence is that I don't have a special. Right. It's, a, it's a real, <laughs> real knife in my pee hole. Right. It is. Uh, <laughs> knife but, in pee Yeah. The, the weirdest thing about this is that this guy has sent this to like five of my friends as well. So it is like a swim fan thing. Yeah. Is that <laughs> the weirdest gimmick to have as like somebody that sends level, sends yeah. like sea level comics? <laughs> Crazy. The weirdest make a wish. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to know if it worked on anyone. Like, who yeah. was like, oh my God, yes, of course. Like, I will well, send that. 
Tomorrow. Yeah, well, it's it started, I think, with one of the Legions of Skanks guys, and he was like, oh, my God, this is, like, this is amazing. This guy sent me this. And then, like, then a bunch more guys were like, no, I, don't know I if got our that listeners too. know about Legions of Skanks. It, it's fine. It's, it's, it's a, a podcast. podcast. It's a podcast that is the exact opposite of this one. Yeah. But, well, I had to get that <laughs> okay. out there. Mm-hmm. And while we're, while we're doing this kind of housekeeping, I think that we should also pause for a moment to recognize... It, it was news from yesterday, the realest dog dude of the decade. And I was reminded of this because you do have a Cavalier King Charles in the house. Uh, a 70-year-old Florida man was hanging out with his Cavalier King Charles Spaniel when a gator snatched him and dragged him into the water. Dude jumps in, wrestles the gator, the puppy runs off, and he never dropped his lit cigar the entire time oh, he was wrestling a gator. Wow. Come People on. sent me this. They were like, look, someone saved a scully. And I was like, first of all, I'm not going to watch that because I'm already afraid of alligators. Like we, we drove down to Florida and I was having actual nightmares that like one of my <laughs> dogs would be snatched by a gator. Like I was waking up in like a cold sweat. That like mm-hmm. dummy Lucille like wandered into a lake and an alligator snatched her. <laughs> I was like, second of all, Scully would definitely fight off a gate. Like he's <laughs> he's crazy. He would fight a gator himself. You were waking up in a cold sweat about like your big headed pit bull, but mm-hmm. your little King Charles Cavalier would fight off. Yeah, that sounds Correct. right to me. Yes. Yeah, it's always the little ones. Always yeah. but, the little ones. But this would defy your confirmation bias, though. You know that that because this guy beat the gator. What do you do as dog mom if a mid-sized alligator, a baby alligator, snatches your dog? What do you do? You jumping in that water? A baby alligator? I mean, a four-footer. I mean, there's no part of me that thinks I, I wouldn't, like, stupidly go in there. And, yeah. It's like, like, just like mom strength open the it. gator's That's dog. exactly what this dude did, but he old man strength it. But my dogs are so stupid. They probably wouldn't even, like, know to run away. They'd probably try to play with it once I freed it, and I would be like, run, idiot. And they just keep getting snatched back in. Yeah, and it's like, after a while, you're like, you kind of deserve this. Four or five times, you're like, all right, I'm out of mom strength. I mean, <laughs> you really want to live in this gator so bad. I mean, it's Bospis Karen. Anyway, uh, right, you're gonna have so. a Jonas and the Whale situation <laughs> happening here. I'd like bring the gator home too. I'd be like, all right, I'll adopt you too. Come on. I like it. All right, with with all that out of the way. Yeah. So, what did you you grew up on Long Island, correct? Long Island, Strong Island. Yeah. And did you? What was your? What was the pet sitch? Um, I had a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. There you go. <laughs> yeah, my affinity comes from that dog, but it's it's rapidly waning. For the breed. <laughs> Why do you say that? No, he's just nuts. Okay. I've never met a dog that screams like this dog when he's hungry, which is like every three hours. Full on screams. It's it's like a, a bark scream. It's very guttural. It comes from the soul. And he... he go ahead. Just imitate it. You, yeah. Go ahead. I, I was just waiting for your you best. to... <laughs> it, it comes with such force that it lifts his front legs off the ground. Mm. Even though he has like severe arthritis in the back legs. So he's just throwing himself into the air. And then like sometimes his back legs go out with the force of the hop and he just screams from the ground. And I'm like, if it hurts, you don't do it. You you can't mention a noise around Lisa without her getting you to do it. Yeah. Can we get an imitation? I I can't do his bark, but he does. This is going to be really embarrassing. Also, when I said I was going on, I said I was going on a podcast. I didn't say which. I was saving it as a surprise in case I... (laughs) Fuck the whole thing up, and you were like, "I'm not airing this." 
<laughs> That's a good respect to that reason. <laughs> but uh, I said I was going on a podcast and what should I talk about? And everyone said, um, do the dog voices. And I was like, That's really embarrassing. But now that I'm doing dog Funny. bark imitations, I feel I'm like, listening. Mm-hmm. Already embarrassing myself. But so I can't do his bark, but he does this thing where like he's getting ready to bark and you can tell it's coming and he stares and he starts to shake like a Muppet. He goes, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, don't, don't do it. And it's like, <laughs> this just guttural scream is on its way out. It's very terrifying. I feel like I see, I've seen Do we it have now. any other dog? I feel like there's yeah, actually more dog voices Absolutely. Now. There's other dog are there voices. There are, there are voices. Penny speaks like, um, have you ever seen the Powerpuff Girls? I can't yeah. say that I have. What? <laughs> I'm quite old. <laughs> there's a villain whose name is him, but he's, he's like, he speaks in a very like um, high pitched feminine voice unless he's really angry. And then it goes like low pitched and guttural and that's Penny. So she, she talks like this most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's very like proper and cute. And then when she's angry, she's like, please. Like it's very, very just <laughs> <laughs> it comes out of nowhere. We, we speak to each other almost exclusively in dog voice. This is my marriage. Right. Uh-huh. And then Lucille is like a mix of Eeyore and Dory from Finding Nemo doing a whale impression. <laughs> uh-huh. Got that one. Mm-hmm. And she's not very good at doing all the sounds and the words. <laughs> she tries so hard. <laughs> and you and your husband do this back and forth all day. Her, correct. Like, ha- Have you guys... Could all- you make us dinner? Like that's how <laughs> I'll tell him to like, make the dogs. Uh, where where but, I feel like we so, were. So take us back to Long Island. What was your dog's name growing up? Yeah, Strong Island. His name was uh was Casey. And he I mean, he was like a normal dog. He he wasn't like we only had one dog and have a million dogs. He was um my grandparents bought him for me when I was like nine years old. We went to this really fancy breeder in Connecticut who had like 20 like cavaliers of different ages so, and they all lived in the house with her oh my god and he was just like normal it's like a normal dog <laughs> and now that like i have all these fossils that are like <laughs> bananas i just look back and i'm like yeah that was like a relatively well-adjusted normal dog <laughs> but what what was really cool about him was um after my grandfather passed away my grandmother was alone in her house and she she had potty trained the dog and then he came to live with me and my family And after my grandfather passed away, she took the dog back so that she wouldn't be alone. And I think watching their relationship is kind of like what made me so interested in that human animal bond and made me so passionate about, about dogs and made me realize like what therapy animals they are. Hmm. Cause he, he really like saved her, you know, she was really depressed and really down Um, and he gave her a reason to get up every day and go outside and so were you not as obsessed with animals before that because hard to picture you not obsessed with animals oh I was definitely like yeah. obsessed with animals okay. I just didn't have <laughs> one um, got it I, and like <laughs> looking back I think it's kind of nuts but like my favorite game was um <laughs> like animal rescue but in the sense of like like literal rescue so I would like tie my blanket to the edge of the bed and then I would like put it over my shoulder 
and I would throw all my stuffed animals <laughs> as if it was like a boat and I would throw them out into the room and then I would swim to them right. and like pull us back them. on the road. <laughs> like actual like Literal rescuing rescue. animals. That was like my favorite game as a kid. Like actually saving them. From, so it's like you would fill the room with imaginary hot lava and then you would have to save your own animals from it. Yeah, it was like usually like we were out at sea, the bed was a boat, you know, and then like I would get them all gathered back on the bed and I would be like, whoa, a wave and then just like throw them all. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> so then who was your first dog on your own? Um, my first foster dog was... You went straight or any to fostering? Dog. Did you, yeah, did you go right to foster? I did. Oh, okay. You just went right to foster. Interesting. Because were you like... <laughs> this, this is actually is good- how my marriage started also. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I... A quick history of Eric and I. You're supposed to stay for two weeks until <laughs> he found he's, a home. He's a dog. Um, <laughs> Ten years later. Pretty much. So we, we were set up by my mom's best friend, who is his mom's cousin a proper yenta literally like yenta from the village called simone (laughs) who called my mom who was like let's go (laughs) we met with the matchmaker (laughs) yes she made me a match in 2011 it didn't work out just wasn't a great date he texted me the next night yo do you want to come through and i just never answered (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was it sp- did he think he was sending that to you or was that a, a wrong text i think it was to me yeah that sounds like something a guy would say to a girl then he was like he was like 23 like yeah. i was yeah. 20 i'd use a fake id to get into sidebar for sure like that was 4 p.m. Right. on a wednesday it was romantic and then two years later she called me simone and she was like i just had dinner with eric he's really matured i think you'd really like him go out with him I promise dinner will be expensive. (laughs) (laughs) And I was working as a PA at the time, like on film sets. And I had, was living with my parents. I had zero money. My dad was like, I'll pay for the train and for you to go out with your friends to a bar after, if you go to dinner with this guy. (laughs) Why? Why was your dad invested? Uh, Because he was a Jewish accountant. Got Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I went out with Eric. Um, I got, absolutely just wasted at dinner like was so drew up that bill on my phone the whole time uh-huh. he invited himself to the bar with my friends after and my friends were like i actually really like him like give him a chance and um <laughs> i don't don't remember the night but i remember they told me that the next day you were full on blackout barbie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i fell out of the bar like it was, <laughs> it was sexy you know yeah i um, like this this is a, this is a, a hot beginning <laughs> yeah men like that <laughs> especially the mature ones yeah. they do but anyway so um because of that i agreed to go on another date and after like two or three more dates he was like oh my friend has this great dog i'm dog sitting you have to come meet him and I did. And I fell in love with that dog. And he was like, I'm going to get a dog. And I was like, oh, you're getting a dog. That makes you much more interesting. Like, <laughs> I definitely want to date you if you're getting a dog. <laughs> and so for months after that, I kept sending him emails of dogs he could adopt. Like <laughs> hundreds and hundreds. He's looked before and counted them. Hundreds of emails. <laughs> he brought it up in our wedding vows. Yeah. He, like, he sent me 127 emails full of dogs. And each each email had like 10 to 12 dogs. So it was oh thousands my God. of dogs. <laughs> but while I was looking at that, I realized that a lot of them were in foster homes and that that was something that you could do. And so I started volunteering and um, I went back to school to do um, advertising. 
Mm-hmm. And when I went back to school, I just had a ton of time. And so I started fostering in my free time. <laughs> when you went back to school, you had a ton of time. It's not something you usually hear people say, I think. Well, I was working I was yeah. working in, in television, you do, in though, like but film. Yeah. Okay. And so my days were right. 16 right. hours long. Sure, sure. So when I yeah, had like no. four hours of class a day, I was it's like, true. Yeah, I got sure. nothing but yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah if you're yeah. not working and going to school, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it was just a, a different yeah. lifestyle. Okay, so how many emails did it take to actually... Uh, Breakthrough for him to get a dog. He he never got a dog. Oh, okay. Like was he <laughs> was he actually looking at all one thousand two hundred seventy of these things that you sent him, or was it just at a certain point? It's like, oh Jesus Christ, I'm getting these things again. Yeah, I would say like half of my emails went unanswered. Did he just say that in the beginning then, just to get you? Yeah, because like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is yeah. Way to go, um, I think he like thought about getting a dog, but I don't think he actually. We went into a pet store once, like on a whim. Uh-huh. We held we held a beagle. Like, thank God we didn't do that because <laughs> I can't imagine like us raising a beagle puppy six <laughs> years ago, like or eight years yeah. ago would have been terrible. So you realized that foster was a thing you could do. You were saying, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I started volunteering at Animal Haven in the city, and then through that, um, I realized fostering was a thing, and I got my first foster dog in. August of 2014. And she was this like super awesome. I knew not, I was so stupid. I knew nothing. I knew nothing about the rescue. I knew nothing about fostering. And I was like, that one's cute. And I like went to Brooklyn and picked up a 70 pound Rottweiler by myself. whose <laughs> nails were like growing into her paw pads. So they oh, clipped no. them there and they, she was bleeding everywhere. Oh, they clipped man. her quicks and I was like, all right, give me the dog. And I like got in the back of a cab with this like giant Rottweiler I knew nothing about. Wow. And luckily she turned out to be like the greatest dog in the world. Aww. Like just truly the best. So then of course you had to give her to somebody else because you could only keep the decrepits. Oh, well, so I definitely would have foster failed and kept her and like none of this would have happened. But I had to go to LA for work in two weeks. And so she had to move to another foster who ended Mm -hmm. up adopting her because Mm. she was the world's greatest dog. (laughs) And I cried so hard at that handoff. And I cried so hard, like talking to the rescue about the handoff that they Mm -hmm. sent somebody to my house to be there when I handed the dog off because they were afraid I was going to (laughs) like run away with the dog. I don't know. You needed a foster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was going to like kidnap her and disappear into the night. that's like that has to be so tough and you really need to like be a special person to be able to do that of like you know opening your home up you get close to them and then hand them off like that's that has to be do you have any advice for people yeah, who good, think about doing it good question i do thank you for asking <laughs> um she i mean this is how she lives her life so yeah. it's like I, we've yeah. had we've had 102 yeah. Holy shit. Wow. 102 over the last six years. Wow. We we only kept four, including one one hospice adoption and one hospice foster. Mm-hmm. And the other two were our were our Penny and Lucy. I my best advice is to just acknowledge that it's gonna hurt. You're gonna cry, you're gonna be upset, and that's okay. It means that you loved that dog and you gave them you know, everything that they needed to succeed. And then you let them go because you're making somebody else's family complete and you're making room in your own home for another dog who otherwise wouldn't get that amazing chance that you gave to that first dog that you loved so much. So it's okay to be upset and it's okay to cry and to get attached and, you know, nothing easy, nothing hard is, is, 
What am I trying to say? I think everybody you know, trying, you don't, Nothing don't, easy don't. is worth having. That's the saying. Okay. I was going to yeah. say, don't even finish it. We all yeah. know what you're I was going to be like, nothing easy is hard. Also true. That is demonstrably a true statement. <laughs> it was like, uh, you, you are nailing this. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it's worth it. But, dude, but 98 <laughs> times you went through that roller coaster. That's uh, really good advice because my advice would just probably be like, just don't get attached. <laughs> uh, in my fifth well, grade letter. I never recommend the I don't know if you saw my fifth grade letter where I wrote to myself, but it was like, I will be a veterinarian. Um, and also these are my friends, but I don't think I'll keep them. So like <laughs> I've been a savage since day, since Five day one. Years. Obsessed with I mean, animals, savage. Some of them are much easier to get rid of, of than course. others. Like some right. of them are like little assholes and you're right. like, when are you getting adopted though? Because you are not my dog and right. I don't want you here For anymore. sure. We're very thankful to our fosters and my rescue because, yeah, they do such an amazing thing. And we try to encourage them actually not to adopt the dogs because it's so hard to get people to foster because of this. And, um, yeah, so fosters, you're an angel. And especially doing fospice, you're a double angel. I've had so. I've had a couple of animal lighthouse fosters. Sados are my favorite. One of my all-time, all-time favorite fosters was not um, an animal lighthouse, but was a Sado project. So same, like, kind of dog. By the way, Sado yeah, is uh, a right. uh, dog that come from it's a slang term for dogs that come from Puerto Rico mm -hmm. for street dog uh, yeah street dogs from Puerto Rico they um and she was in the worst shape she didn't even look like a dog when they found her she was like bald mangy feral like truly feral yeah um and the first like two weeks we had her she would growl if we came near her she would growl if my dogs came near her we would set her crate up like and luckily we have like a fence, a totally walled in yard. So we were a good fit for her in New York, but we, we'd set the crate up with it like open. So the only place she could go was outside. And then we'd kind of like get behind the crate and get close enough to it that she'd run and she'd like run outside <laughs> and do her business and eat and then like run back in her crate. And we put it away for four more hours. Wow. And that's how she spent like her first two weeks. And then after like two months of being with us, she was, I wouldn't say normal, but like almost normal. She would play with the dog. She would take food from us. She would ask for pets and like watching, especially like a Sato like that. Cause a lot of them are so shy when they come up and they need a little bit of time. But when they open up, it, there's nothing like that. It's yeah. the greatest feeling. Yeah. That's when you know the human animal bond is real. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Like yeah. that video that uh, when Rocky Kanaka had a dog wag its tail for the first time. Oh ever. yeah. The best. Yeah. The best <laughs> feeling. Uh, and, and then obviously like, you know, your pack kind of has to come first, right? Like what do you mm -hmm. do? Have you ever had situations? I know they're really good at vetting like who gets along with what, but have you ever had like, you know, a situation where the, like a dog comes into your house that is just not a good part of the crew? Yeah. And it's, a, it's a really important thing to talk about also. Um, we are generally good at vetting the dogs, but we're at the point where we're sometimes we're that first stop that vets mm -hmm. them. So, um, we might be the ones to find out that a dog is not great with other dogs. And so we always have to prioritize our dog safety for that. Yeah. And for that reason, I am like a broken record, but I always say like slow introductions are the way to go. Like, and I always say that dogs don't have to be your, your dog doesn't have to be best friends with a foster dog, right? Like yeah. they just have to be congenial roommates in passing until mm -hmm. that dog gets adopted. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, like people will say, you know, 
I can't keep this foster or this dog that I just adopted yesterday is not getting along with my dog. And I'm like, well, of course they're not, they're strangers. And like, they got in the same food bowl and they're freaking out because like some stranger I've never met just stuck his head in my soup. Like you would freak out too. You would be like, get get your face out of my food. So we go super slow. We, you know, we create everybody across the room from each other. We do parallel walks. We kind of like let them get used to each other's smells and sounds. What's parallel walks? Like, you and Eric will walk at the same time mm-hmm. across the street from each other or something? Yeah. So I'll take our dogs and he'll take a foster or vice versa. And we'll just walk like on opposite sides of the street. And then if everybody's chill, we'll walk like kind of near each other. Um, hmm. And then after a couple of blocks, if everybody's chill, maybe we'll let them sniff each other, but that's it. Like just a little sniff and then walk away. So there's no like face to face on leash greetings where dogs can sometimes like flip out. Yeah. Some dogs specifically are leash aggressive. Like, but if you let them off the leash are better, but you just have to know how to read the dog too. So Lucy is one of those where she is super, super, it's, it's super weird actually. Cause Penny has some fear aggression where like sometimes with a new dog, she's kind of like, Whoa, bitch, like this is my house, like back off. But, um, Lucy is super, super dog friendly she's actually too dog friendly where she has no manners and she mm-hmm. comes at them like, Oh, I'll be a friend. And she like jumps on their heads. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, so, shockingly dogs don't like it when a 65 yeah. pound yeah. pit bull jumps on their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and she's on leash. She's like, she looks super leash aggressive because she'll stare at a dog and she'll bark and she'll get her leash in her mouth and she'll chew it and stare like, like, mm-hmm. like, huh. a, I mean, Psycho. She looks unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't look well when she's doing this. Um, so she looks really aggressive on leash and she's a big girl and she's a pit bull. So, um, you know, it's, it can be tough, but that's not really who she is. When you get her at home, she's, she loves, loves fosters and she loves the little ones <laughs> and she lays down and she stares at them all day and Cross-eyed. she hopes that they will love her. <laughs> it's really my favorite thing about her. <laughs> Have you seen her yeah. be cross-eyed? <laughs> Lisa is a fan of all wonky eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, one is straight and then one's kind of like gone that way. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very real cute. cute. It's really <laughs> <real> cute. <laughs> We haven't gotten to any nipple questions. We can talk, we can talk about nipple. Uh, I send Lisa almost exclusively DMs about dog nipples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, because probably I ask for them because you and started it. And I, I don't like, have any Please. context other than. And also, and you also your dog friend's nipples. dog's nipples. Or, or, or you get asked about dog's nipples and then send them to me. Right. And turns out they're also my friends asking about dog nipples. Yeah. I mean, did I fall into the world of dog nipples? Yes, a little bit. <laughs> Um, my first hospice adoption, my, my old girl, her name was Gert. Mm -hmm. Um, she was a 12 year old pit bull. She had been a mama like many, many times. And she just had like these outrageous nipples. Like they were (laughs) huge Mm -hmm. and she would, she would lay on her belly and she would like army crawl. And I would yell, Gert, you're scraping your nipples. And then I would have to check her nipples for like scrape ups. And she would legit drag nips on the floor when she was walking or no. And she would army crawl or when she was crawling. Yeah, She would like play and like scratch her belly. But yeah, I would get upset. But Mm -hmm. I've seen Island dogs before where it's like, they are flirting with the ground. If they're not touching it, the nips. Yeah. 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 No, they didn't touch the ground. I mean, she was like, 
pitbull size, those would have been ridiculous uh, <laughs> if they reached the ground. But <laughs> they were pretty long. And um, and then she had like a surgery to remove some tumors. So then she would like had like side with one of her nipples came off with that surgery. So then like her nipples were like <laughs> sideways and like facing the wrong way. And it was so cute. I thought you were uh, just going- so cute. That's <laughs> real cute. I thought you were just going to introduce into the world the concept of dog side boob, which I have never heard before. But uh. <laughs> Oh, I once I put, I got- Speaking of weird DMs, um, mm-hmm. I got a, an ask to be, to do a swimsuit collaboration on the dog's Instagram. Uh, and ri- initially I wrote back, uh, we are dogs. Do you have swimsuits for dogs? <laughs> and they didn't answer me. And then I wrote back and I said, you know what? I think we can make this work. Please see attached. And I put my dogs in like bikinis and I took like swim shop suit photos of them. <laughs> I love that. Like, so they didn't even get back to you. You just like offered. You were just yeah. Like, I was like, we can make this work. See attached, and I, I sent mean, like the photos of them like in their bikinis. You are a legit dog momager, right? Let's go get it. this gig. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> they love posing because they know I'm gonna um, like pay them in snacks. So when they see the outfits come out, they're like, go on. And that is what's so impressive about your Instagram is that you get not one but two dogs dressed up, and oh, sometimes so three. Hard to dress up and oh, look so at the hard. camera. Yeah, we can't get one dog to do that. No, it's so hard. My, it's not me. It's my dog walker, Paula of Prodigy Puppy. She's, oh. I tell her she's a witch. Like I actively tell her <laughs> because I don't know how else you can get these I dogs. I think all women are to- witches, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Lisa's words, not mine. <laughs> she's, she's magic. So she yeah. gets the best ones. And then I take like some subpar ones when <laughs> she's away from me. But Funny. Gotcha. Yeah, she's. She's magic. Okay. We want to get to better know uh, Pigpen the Pity, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Penelope the Pig, a.k.a. the Pennsylvania Pig, because mm-hmm. Pennsylvania turned blue. But <laughs> this is not a, po- a political podcast. We have prepared for you a, uh, a, a Cosmo-style test to better get to know her. So uh, we're going to rank these on a scale from 1 to 10. How are her problem-solving skills? Pennies? Mm-hmm. A 10. She is an actual evil genius. She is the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Really? Wow. Yes. And her sister is Pinky, and she just mm-hmm. tells her what to do. Can I get a for instance? For instance, she the other day, um, there was a toy missing off a table, and they know they're not supposed to take stuff off. Uh, they know they're not supposed to take stuff off the tables. And so we kind of said, like, one of them took it. And, um, so we set up a, like a sting operation where we, we put another object on the table and we pretended not to be looking and we saw Penny put her paws up, take the toy and then drop it near Lucy. So that it kind of like looked like maybe Lucy took the toy and then she turned and looked at us to see if we were watching her. Uh She's an evil. She'll knock any gate aside. She knows how to open doors. She escapes out of any door with a handle like this. She stands up, puts her paws on it down and pull and she she's left our apartment multiple times wow (laughs) she's an evil genius yeah i like it let's go with street smarts i'm again gonna give her like a pretty high score she is also a um professional huntress Mm -hmm. i'm gonna give her maybe like an like an eight on this one she once caught a new york city pigeon oh my god how did it work out for that pigeon i didn't have her the dog walker had her and he texted me lol penny got a pigeon today 
This was my old dog walker, not she my. Caught, not my she caught a body, walker. huh? I, again, I I was not witness to the crime. I simply heard a retelling of the tale. But what, I, again, LOL, Penny caught a pigeon today, and I said, <laughs> "Oh my God, is it okay? What happened?" And he said. LOL, yeah, it flew away. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. To die in shock later, yeah. I, I don't think it flew away. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible, I don't know. The yeah. odds that, that Penny catches a pigeon and then soft mouths it. Yeah, I mean, the pits are not known for that, but... Yeah, that's, that's not a lab <laughs> jaw that yeah. she's got there. <laughs> She might have a tiny bit of lab in her. Well, if it makes you and our listeners feel better, then, uh, yeah, the pigeon flew away. Yeah. Okay. Yep, a pigeon. That's, that's the story as I've heard it. <laughs> yeah, it's a happy pigeon right now. Final question that we're going to go with on the personality c- test. Uh, how bougie is the gal? Uh, very bougie. I'm going to give her <laughs> another eight on that one. She, her favorite thing to do is lay upside down, and then my husband will wrap her in a blanket. Um, we call it a carnitas burrito because mm-hmm. she's a pig <laughs> <laughs> right right she loves to lay on her back and have us massage her her favorite is a four-handed massage a four-handed. both of us with two hands <laughs> massaging the dog and then does she get upset when you stop she does yes 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 okay that's that's chloe's move mm-hmm. she she pretends that she doesn't like it when i'm scratching her like she looks away and is like oh i'm so annoyed by this and then the second yeah. my hand comes off she's like why'd you stop but that's you had to like fully he had to like do a plank the other day to like reach me in bed to like give me a good morning kiss and chloe was underneath him and chloe just like was like okay i'm just gonna go to sleep here she just got very comfortable and was she really enjoyed your plank great yeah she was fully <laughs> under me it was <laughs> It was, it was adorably annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have questions for the doctor that you haven't DM'd about nipples? Or any other nipple questions? I, I did get a picture of Scully's weird nipple. He also has a weird nipple. Oh, right. You want me to tell you about it or That's, describe it to you? Uh, and, and, then, and then a picture, right? So should we... Um, How should I get you the picture? Yeah, tell me a little bit about it and then text me the picture. I'm going to text you the picture. It's, um well, the picture didn't come out quite great, but uh, okay. it's it looks sort of flat, but crusty. And then when you push it out, it's got like a nice thick layer of crust near oh, the nice. top. Uh, well, you did learn about something from, we didn't talk about the first nipple picture that you sent me, right? Do you want to tell people That was people Lucy's about? infected nipple, yes. No, but it was, wasn't it just, it was also just inverted, right? And you were mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't think that nipples, dog nipples could be inverted. But I've, they were I've just an inverted nipple. Heard of so many nipple yeah. problems in one house. And ever. then <laughs> and then our friend, our good friend Emily Delmas, who's amazing, uh, also happened to like the next week text you a nipple picture, right? And was like, What's happening with my dog nipples? Cause she knows that I guess you're the dog nipple expert. And you were like, Oh, well, funny, I was just talking to Lisa, who's also a nipple expert. Please send her picture. She loves dog nipple pictures. I was like Definitely send this to Lisa. She loves to receive unsolicited dog nipple photos. <laughs> um, I gotta tell you, you're not wrong. So you're saying there's like cheese coming out of this nipple? Is that what I heard? <laughs> I, you know, nipple I wouldn't cheese. say cheese as much as I would say crust. Okay. 
Um, Can you get a better, or sometimes like a photo with flash or video is really helpful. I'm going to send you a video after this. Send me a video. What are you hoping to get out of this to diagnose what the, 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 not cheese, but the ooze, what, how did you describe it? Yeah. She wants to know, is it it infected? What is it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it infected? What is it? Is it scary? Is it benign? Is it malignant? I'm going ahead right now. Infected. (laughs) <laughs> Let's put I mean, based an on antibiotic cream on it or do we want a steroid? <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> uh, Richie's pretty much a veterinarian now. Um, I, I, <laughs> come come to me for all your discount vet needs. What do we do? Mm. What do we yeah. do with the first nipple, the inverted nipple? Was it just inverted? It was like a little red. I think it was just a little red and inverted. Fun story. It was inverted, but it it also had like a slight infection in it. So, um, I do have every dog medication known to humans at this point. I have like Mm -hmm. an arsenal of like leftover foster meds and like expired, like from my first foster dog. Um, so we, we ended up, you actually taught me a really good lesson. I think, um, that (laughs) dog body pH is different from humans. Oh yeah. And that I shouldn't be using baby wipes on her. I should get like dog specific wipes because I was oh, cleaning yeah. it with a baby wipe. Yeah. And then you changed it and then it healed. I got dog specific wipes and I put some Quadratop. Right. Um, Which is a steroid triple antibiotic cream. Good work. W- were we doing like the Duxo wipes? What were we doing? <laughs> Probably no, the she has Duoxo. Yeah. <laughs> um, she has Duoxo shampoo. I don't know if yeah. I have the Duoxo wipes. Okay. Yeah. Big fan. Big but fan. But maybe I did. So. Big fan. Yeah. I've just been hearing her talk Everyone about this shit Everyone says Duoxo. So it is Dukeso, but whatever. That's fine. Yeah. So I'm I was so actually sorry. right? Well, you were. No, it's fine. Literally, everyone says Duoxo. So like, I should just say it. I'm pretty sure it's Dukeso. It's French. Doesn't really matter. It's a very silly name. What does matter is that you've been a fantastic guest and it's about yes. time to take this some bitch mm-hmm. out. As you know, as a listener of the show, how we always do, it is time for a quiz to determine if you deserve dogs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. It is quizzy time, Pitbull edition. As the mother of the the beautiful pig pen, the pity, it's only fair that we go out with nothing but Pitbull questions. So, question number one. Going with the age-old adage that if it ain't pit, then it ain't shit. In 2016, what state had a police department that was the first in the country to have an official canine officer that was a pit bull? Missouri, Missouri, Kansas, or Ghislaine is secretly using 5G to impregnate teenagers with Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> DNA. That's a good one. What if two like of the one. answers are correct? Right? It's that's, Missouri that's and right. Missouri. <laughs> I'm going to go with Kansas based on the fact that I don't want to use the wrong pronunciation of Missouri. That is correct. <laughs> yes. That uh, is correct. But what's the other right answer? It was D. Yeah. Probably. (laughs) Okay. Question two. You're one for one right now. Samantha, uh, the aforementioned dog was described as a full-blooded red-nosed pit named Kano. What video game was that name a reference to? Sonic the Hedgehog plus Pitbulls, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, or... Double Dragon. See? That is correct. <laughs> it was wow. Mortal Kombat. You yes. must be a Mortal Kombat player. Wow. Okay. I am. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Question number three. You're playing with house money. Let's take it all the way, though. 
The Kansas City police, known for their creativity and social awareness, probably didn't know that Kano was known in the Mortal Kombat world as a ruthless scoundrel with a cyborg eye that liked to sneak attack people with butterfly knives. But what was their Kano trained to do? Biting rednecks as soon as they said, She hit me first! Growling at suspects until they confessed their crimes? Running into a meth lab and immediately finding all the beef jerky? Or finding marijuana, cocaine, and methamphetamine? I mean, he's probably capable of C as well. But I'm going to go with D. That is correct. Yes, finding marijuana, cocaine, and methamphetamine. In other words, it is Kano and not Spuds McKenzie that is the ultimate party dog. Wow. But... You, you deserve, deserve dogs! dogs. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to have to change my whole life based on that. <laughs> it was a nail biter, but mm-hmm. you deserve them. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. You were great. And where can the people find you? They can find us on Instagram at pigpenthepity. And we also have a blog, hellopigpen.com. And it is very good. Um, you are. A f- we have not talked about what a phenomenal writer you are. It tickles me. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.